Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Hometown Hero Hour. I'm your host, Captain Spartacus. I'm your co-host, Dan Cor. I'm Delta G, your overlord in the sky. And I am Handsome J. And tonight we're going to be talking all about Harry Potter because it is July 31st and it's Harry Potter's birthday. Happy so I know birthday, Happy Harry birthday. Potter. Happy birthday. Yeah, nice. So I know most of you won't hear this podcast or see the uh, web show until afterwards, but we can have a belated celebration. That's perfectly acceptable. So as usual, tonight first we want to get into some news information items. The first one on our list is that Bleach Brave Souls has an ongoing... Uh, fourth anniversary celebration they're doing. That's the mobile game. We talked about that last week, I think. Right? Uh, it was our favorite mobile games and starter anime, two, right? Yeah. Two episodes ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh so you're kind of saying that this may be a good time to come and jump in to get some of these primo guys, right? Yes. Oh, so might, they're giving uh, you might jump on that bandwagon for a second. <laughs> so they're giving you a free ten summons a day. Uh I think it's free ten summons and then whenever they add a new collection of heroes you can do a free 10 on those and a free single on another like their their separate pull hmm, okay gates or whatever i don't know what to call them i just refer to them in like other like banners because that's what they call them in other games but hmm. anyway it's their it's their mobile game and it's really good uh it does take some time to understand what it is the game wants you to do in order to progress uh, but a good start is getting some good solid characters. And I was lucky enough, I pulled the brand new Thousand Years Blood War Aizen that is in freaking credible. His uh, third special ability, you have to hold it, you press and hold it, and it charges up, and then it releases this just like this absolutely just level clearing ability it's well, insane it's just an i win button yeah it sounds much. like yeah. after taco bell too <laughs> <laughs> you just charge just, up it just charges and once it's and released up. man it's cleared Room everything clearing. is gonzo yeah that's right yep. nice so uh i think it's about halfway through their fourth anniversary celebration so it's not too late to get into it if you haven't yet uh if you're a fan of the anime or the manga manga uh it's a really really fun game so yeah. Uh, Delta G, did you want to talk about the yes, Hearthstone so expansion? Yes, the up, upcoming Hearthstone expansion, Saviors of Uldoom is coming out, Uldoom. and the power creep is very real on this one. Blizzard really wants you to pre-order and buy those packs. There's some crazy new quest cards, some crazy new legendaries, and overall looks like a pretty powerful set. going to be really impactful on not just the standard, but also the wild meta. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't play a, a lot of Hearthstone. I play a little bit, and then I watch some streamers play every once in a while, so I know what the game is about. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, it's the World of Warcraft playing card game, but it's on like mobile and it's it's on the computer and stuff like that. It's pretty much everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's non-physical. Right. Uh, it's a lot of fun though. Handsome Jay, didn't you play? Some? You played some, right? I, yeah, I, I had a rush deck I created that I tried to rock people with, but I just ended up getting rocked because I would. They say, "Dude, whatever you do, don't do this," and I would do that every well. time because it would. <laughs> don't attack face. Don't right, attack. Don't attack face. Don't, yeah, and I do it anyway. So. Okay. <laughs> and I'm so far behind now. It's uh, it, it'd be a bit to catch up, but it sounds like it's a fun expansion though. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's kind of how I feel about some of these games too. If you get into it now, I feel like it's a little bit difficult to catch up, but if you're in it, it's easier to just stay. With with the curve, it's like surfing. Sure, once you get on top of the wave, it's, easy it's to easier s- to ride it. Right, than right, right. Fighting against it. I to don't get think yeah. you know top. how waves work. <laughs> it's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our last news and information item is that uh, Mortal Kombat 11 announced that Night Wolf is being added to the game, which Ooh, is really really cool. He was mm. Always my favorite. Yeah, he was a good one back oh, in yeah. three. I liked his look, and he was in, I think, Mortal Kombat, the uh, Anni- uh, Armageddon, right? Wasn't that the second movie? 
Mortal yeah, Kombat. I think, I think he, it was yes, Annihilation and so. Armageddon. He was in Armageddon, right? Mm. So Nightwolf is cool. He's a Native American, mm-hmm. very like spirit weapon kind of character. Really people in the game, he's amazing. Everyone is kind of bad in the movie, though. To be fair, <laughs> it's, it's I love Kombat, those movies. Yeah. They're terrible. Uh, and then they said that there will be some gameplay video that's dropping tomorrow. So by the time that you hear this podcast, you can go check it out on Twitter. Their uh, Mortal Kombat. Twitter page is very active, and Ed Boone is tweeting like every day. I freaking love that guy. He's awesome. Nice. So without further ado, we're going to get into our Harry Potter birthday celebration. Yay, birthday! <laughs> Those are my noisemakers. I didn't bring any noisemakers, but uh, we want to talk about a couple different things. We have a whole bunch of topics that we just want to like lightly touch on because we are all huge Harry Potter fans. I know when I started reading Harry Potter, uh, I mean, I... St- I, I started reading when they first came out. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I was 11 when I read The Sorcerer's Stone. And that was oh, really, wow. really fun for me. Oh, see, yeah, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if Dan Corr is really a fan. For those that can't see, he is in full Slytherin robes <laughs> well, and sporting and, Lucius Malfoy's cane wand. Right. <laughs> you know what's really funny about that? I'm a Ravenclaw. Oh, true. <laughs> we all go around and give our houses. Let's all give our houses. Okay. So... I am also a Ravenclaw, and I love Heck it. Yeah, represent. Yeah. Dancor's a Ravenclaw. Right. And I, some I, Jay. I'm a I'm a Gryffindor, but I, have you taken that two house test? Two I'm house a test. What's it? What's the two house test? It it tells you what two houses you could be a member of. And oh, I came back as I a Gryffindor. Tra- oh. Traditionally, I'm a Gryffindor. Uh huh. But if you look at both, because people can have multiple parts of their personality that fit in there. Right, and that I, makes I sense. I came back as Gryffindor, but in the two test one it's it's Gryffindor. That's really cool. Huh. I recently learned that Hufflepuff's big attribute isn't like friendship or something super lame like you're not the heart what? ring friendship guy from Captain Planet. It's uh hard working. Yeah. Oh. So they're uh-huh. e- they're able their thing is that they just can like put their heads down and just like plow through, you know what right. I mean? They are hard workers. In addition to being the people people of they're Hogwarts, also supposed you know to be I mean? the talent. Whereas, yeah. Whereas, you know, Ravenclaw's mind and Slytherin is ambition. Right. Theirs is also talent. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Really talented people are supposed to be there. Right. And that's stuff about yeah. Hufflepuff that uh, doesn't ever get talked about. And I think a big part of what's to blame is that video. Do you guys remember? Um, I'm a, a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Yes. Yeah, yep. See, exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm a Hufflepuff. I can't digest lactose. I yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one time I saw a bird. <laughs> I'm a Hufflepuff. No, I think that I think that the culture so far has kind of done a disservice to them. Also, mm-hmm. same thing with Slytherin. Yeah, um, I really, really don't like that Slytherin is vilified for two reasons. It kind of pigeonholes them as the bad guys, right? But then it's also kind of a self fulfilling prophecy that they turn themselves into the bad guys because it's like, well, I'm in the bad house yeah. anyway, you know. I right. I, I think, feel like that's kind of the attitude. I think uh, Captain Sparty, you and I had this discussion once where it's like, you're an 11 year old kid, mm-hmm. you're you're fresh faced, ready to go to Hogwarts, you're right. sorted into Slytherin, and you're like, oh no, yeah, am I a bad person, right? Because of the stigma behind <laughs> right. it, and now you're banished now you're to like, the dungeons as this 11 year old, right? And you're like, oh man, am I am I terrible? But really, you're just you're ambitious. You're ready to get going, and, right? You're and hungry. Now you think that you're evil, right? Well, and, and that's the thing is like ambition is not a bad thing. No, unchecked ambition can definitely be. I mean, sure. most of our villainous stories have some measure of unchecked ambition, but, right? And, yeah. And Ollivander said it best when he said. Um, he who must not be named did great things, terrible, 
but great. Right, right, right. right. And he was ambitious, and he did great things right, because right. of his ambition. They, they were yeah. terrible, but they were great things. So that if he you kind of change the angle of your ambition, it's perfectly reasonable to assume that you could do wonderful things, and you have all this drive. And right. be a great person. Right. And yeah. um, what am I? There's something I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, they said that Ron said that there wasn't a witch or wizard that went bad that wasn't, wasn't in Slytherin. Right. So every dark wizard that's ever happened, I guess, in like the England Europe area I can't buy that. has that's come from Slytherin, but that be, yeah, 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 no, exactly. I know, I know, but right. but that also doesn't mean that every Slytherin is evil. It just he's just saying that every evil wizard has come from Slytherin. It's it like squares and rectangles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's squares and rectangles. Thank you, Delta. It's squares <laughs> and rectangles. Right. He knew where I was going. I say that all the time. Squares and rectangles, <laughs> kind of like uh, deuces, right? Or six or a half dozen. Yeah, I say two- that a lot too. Six squares. It's funny, but yeah, I, I find that interesting that that we kind of latch onto certain things about the houses and that they're bad and evil, and you're like, mm, no, not really. Well, yeah. we, we, <laughs> and we can move on here in a sec, but it's we like to classify people. Yes. We like to, yeah. to feel like we're in a classification, or feel like we can group people according right. to like, oh, he's a goth. Oh, he's right. a this. He's a that. You know, whatever it is, and that's part of it is being able to group people as, oh, they're Slytherin, they're bad. Right. Which obviously we all don't agree with. No. No. I mean, no. I'm willing to wear Slytherin robes and have a Slytherin cane, and I'm a Ravenclaw. Yeah, right. Security. <laughs> so, Security. Right. So I don't know. There we go. I do like the idea of houses, though, because it does give you like a sense of brotherhood or sisterhood and like mm-hmm. a, a place mm-hmm. where like you belong and like a central hub that you kind of operate out of. Yeah, like the have, dungeon. Have yeah. you seen? Yeah. Have you or seen next the American to the kitchens, houses? Uh, no, From I actually. Morning? Right, I don't know what that word is that you just said. That's, I haven't heard anything about. Okay, the so that's American the American houses. Hogwarts. That right? is yes. the hardest word ever to say. Why don't it, they just? Yeah, because it was Irish, and they. Yeah. Why isn't anyway. it like Smith something or like the like, you know, George Washington School of Magic or yeah. whatever? I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it was originally Celtic, and when the you know. The uh, uh, immigration just brought over that culture. That's kind of where that right, started. Exactly. So it's kind culture. of yeah, it's kind of brought in by the Celtic and the Irish mm. um, heritage there. But what's interesting about that is their four houses are supposed to represent a whole of a wizard. So what do you mean? like the uh, now I'm trying to remember the the horned the horned snake, right? Okay. Is kind of the equivalent of Ravenclaw, and it's okay. supposed to represent a wizard's mind. Um, the is it a wumpus? I don't remember. They have what another now? one that represents what? the body. What the age yeah. are all no, these words? I'm gonna pull they're it up. Why aren't these easier words? Yeah, are. they're magical creatures as well. They're Why can't we have creatures. like like ha- like the the bald eagle house and like the timber wolf yeah, house? Yeah, that's the thunderbird. Like, Okay. Which is another house that they like, have. Why there. can't we have relatable American things? I don't know. <laughs> would, would be a Thunderbird. That sounds pretty cool. I'd but be what's the interesting cheeseburger about it house. Is each of the four houses represents a different aspect of what makes a whole wizard. Okay. Right? So you've got the mind, the body, the heart, and the spirit, I think. Okay. And so all of them together represent a whole person, and it's just kind of an aspect of that that you kind of take on as part of your house, which I thought was kind of interesting. Hmm. Okay. I'm like 80% pasta, so I don't know how that <laughs> factors in. But are, are the body wizards just ripped out of their minds, just like magically enhanced? I mean, it says that they prefer, um, that that one prefers warriors. So, nice. yeah, I think it's like it's like the muscle wizard. 
okay. right? They want right. to go battle magic. Yeah, I was or gonna something. say the battle mage. Straight yeah, flexing as he casts. Yeah, right. <laughs> Parry this. He's got a <laughs> couple of AR-15 wands to just sit there and shoot oh. out freedom. <laughs> yeah, right. Pachoo! Just like red, white, and blue sparklers. <laughs> that would be sweet. American wizards would be amazing. They have, they have you like can't a change Gatling my mind. wand. Yes. He sits there and casts like 15 spells at the same uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. See, now oh, we're talking. Goodness. Now we're getting into the interesting stuff, and I like I like that. <laughs> which kind of leads into some of the wand lore, which you're talking about, too. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Which I, I looked into a bunch of the things with the wand lore, and some of it was talking about the traditional dragon heart string, unicorn hair, and phoenix feather. Right, right? which we're all right. familiar with. Yeah. Which we're familiar with, and it talks about the properties. And then it went into the lesser known ones, mm. because oh. what Ollivander decided to do is he looked at all the magical properties and all the, the different cores you can have. Mm-hmm. He chose what he felt were the most three, the three most powerful okay. and reliable. Um, and reliable, correct. Oh. So something like um, the, the dragon, I'm sorry, the thunderbird tail mm-hmm. was very temperamental. Okay. The, the tail feather was very okay. temperamental. Uh, and, and could potentially explode when you had something cast, you know. Oh, or uh, so it says. The the tail feather of the Thunderbird was used as a wand core by American wand makers. You'll see. Uh, and it says it was difficult to master and was good for transfiguration. Uh, they're able to sense danger and cast curses on their own, which some wizards didn't like. Whoa! So oh, as you're aiming, it cool. casts its own curse and it does it by itself. And you're like, wait, what? So wow. some wizards like to control that more. Okay. Uh, and then something else. Again, I'm going. I'm going more from the uh, magical beasts and where to find them kind of stuff. Mm. I looked up as well the arumpet hide. Okay. People would use an arumpet hide as part of their core, and it that says it's, there's a very good reason this exotic arumpet hide wand are, is extremely dangerous and don't take well to high levels of magic or sharp impacts. They may add a punch to spells when combined with a gentler core, but most wand makers refuse to work with it completely due to the nature it possesses. To maker and wielder, so it gives it an extra punch, but it's oh. random. Like you can't control it. Again, mm. it's all about mm. the control and the reliability, reliability of the actual core. You just cast Flipendo and it just obliterates someone. Right, yeah, right. right. Yeah. And, and yeah, you stupefy just ends up just <laughs> yeah, killing. Just they get put into a coma for the rest of their life. Right. right, right. So that's that's what the cores. I mean, the wand, the types that you can get is like uh, uh, with. With the wands themselves, I dove into the physical characteristics of the wielder, mm-hmm. the physical characteristics of the wand, mm-hmm. the temperament of the wielder, the temperament of the wand, the temperament of the core, the temperament of the wood, the wood right? itself, mm-hmm. the look of the wood, the feel, the flexibility. Everything factors into the. So way that's all that got a gel, works. right? There's even things like. Um, uh, Properties that the wood absorbs from the different cores, mm-hmm. or okay, does it that repel it? Is it good right. or not? Uh, you can't also... just like slap two anything's together and right, right. Yeah, okay. You can't, if you put two different types, like if you put like dragon heartstring and elm together, maybe it it's reflects gonna, something. It's going to react a certain way. It right? reacts a certain mm-hmm. way due to the properties, the absorbency of the wood itself. Sure. Uh, there's also some pretty interesting things like pure blood. Pure bloods had the belief that. Only pure bloods can cast magic from an elm wand, which is oh. not which is not true. Interesting. All of yeah. himself is like, no, that's that's, that's BS. It doesn't huh. that doesn't that doesn't factor in. That's kind of but that was a, he- a, a heavily held belief. Uh-huh. There's also one other interesting thing I wanted to mention, which was that there was a wand type which founded a cult. Uh, it was <laughs> <What>? the <laughs> was it the Deathly it Hallows? It was the Aspenwood. And okay. the Aspen wood is, is obviously that white wood. Yeah. It was founded in the 18th century. It was a dueling club called the Silver Spears. 
Ah, and nice. only those with the aspen wood were allowed to be in the club. Hmm. So there's there's so much with wands, and I wish we had so, 14 hours to dive into all of this. Racist and sexist, but, and but but yeah, I think just, it's just elitist. <laughs> it's it's amazing how much of the wand lore there actually is, and how expanded in the universe it is. Um, it's it's just it's just amazing when you when you look at all that stuff. That's pretty oh, cool. That's really cool. One thing that I've been thinking about is that like from from all of the videos and all of the stuff that I've looked into. Um, the wands normally don't have any innate magic in themselves, with the exception of like the thunderbird that can cast on its own. Like those are a lot more rare than common. But those are also the expanded lore. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're not start out with right, the original. Yeah, I'm not talking like books. strictly canonical, like right, basic right. threes, right? But it's the wizards that hold all of the magic. Right. Like, I mean, you don't need a wand to cast magic. Eight-year-old kids a, do it's it. It's a channeling. Object. Right, it's so, just the focus. Right. So what I was thinking of is like, is there something more potent? Because you see that there is a spectrum of of wand power that exists. Right. There are some wands that are innately able to cast stronger magic than others. Um, is there? And and it just seems like because they're a better conduit for the wizard's magic. So is there something that could just give you absolute like one hundred percent effective? in like channeling cool your magic right. or something. Well, right. And according to what I've studied when I went through the wand lore, uh-huh. not without some drawbacks. So Dragon Heartstring itself is is meant to be powerful, mm-hmm. but it also, I mean, it latches onto the wielder, but it changes allegiances pretty quickly. Right. If you win a Dragon Heartstring wand from someone, it'll align to you very quickly, but it, it loses the, the owner. It's like, I oh, forget that. Versus a unicorn hair could be... It's very attached to you. It takes a little bit longer, but it doesn't like change. Um, and and speaking of which, there's even one I ran across that said that um, if you aren't true to yourself, mm-hmm. the one will just completely lose power. Um, it's like, sorry, um, you're not being true to yourself and what you know is what you should be doing or what is right or who you are, and you have to trade out that wand. It can go mm. to somebody else, but you can't repower it. It's done. That's so that, that's why uh, Ollivander stuck with those certain materials and those certain cores is because, like like we said, they're the most reliable. There are more powerful. There are more, more potent, but they're more temperamental and have more drawbacks for someone like in Hogwarts to be able to to control. Sure. But you got to wonder with things like, for example, so if, if we take a step back from Harry Potter for a minute and okay. we look at magic from other places like D&D, for example. Mm-hmm. You have rods, you have wands, you have staves, uh, magical foci that are all used. Holy right? symbols, all kinds so, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. So uh, with the the wood example, we have a wand, right? Small amount of wood, small amount of magical thing inside of it to kind of make a focus. But what about instead of maybe dragon heart strings, you take a U staff and you fill it full with an entire dragon heart and yeah, now that right. entire thing is now infused, and instead of just a small amount, you scale it up. What yeah. does that do? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the equivalent of the Infinity Gauntlet so I can just, like, 100% unrestrained <laughs> cast all of the magic ability that I have, right? right? And, that, and Voldemort was actually looking into that, which is called twinning cores, where if you power up the core with something else, does it make that more powerful mm. to give it a twin core? Cool. I, I went through the lore and it said someone had... I'll have to look into it more, but there's there's a 
pair of twins that put their wands together and basically made it 10 times more powerful. Yeah, it's just like exponentially more go. powerful. Nice. So if you do right. have a U staff with an, with an entire dragon heart in it, what is that going to do? Right. Now, is it just like a magical bazooka? Yeah, dude. Love that <laughs> idea. Just, that sounds awesome. It just kills the whole world. Like, yeah. No. Right. One oh. other thing that I've been wondering is that wizards seem to be pretty traditional people. I think that's why they stuck with wands for so long, because it's kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Um, but they, it's like, it's kind of like they got to the Middle Ages and said, that's it. Like, we don't need to go any further. We're just going to wear robes and hats you and cauldrons. technological breakthroughs and wands now. Right. Like Wand technology. Magic resistant armor. <laughs> yeah. Wizard freaking riot gear and like, you know. An Iron I'm not, Man suit of the fun. wizarding world. Yeah. Like, right. I'm not saying that they should wear suits <laughs> like muggles. He's got but, a wand in each hand. <laughs> but I'd like to see the wizards cool. progress. I'd like to see the wizards progress out of essentially the dark ages where traditional magic here on earth kind of originates from, you know what that I mean? That Celtic magic for sure. And yeah. then maybe someday they will all know what the function of a rubber duck truly is. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to tell you guys a kind of a funny story. Cause we're talking about wands and wand wood and all of this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I went to universal studios and well, obviously, okay. Florida or stuff. LA. You want to pull out that wand and show us? Oh yeah. Pull yeah. out the wand. Okay. The wand. Okay. Nice, it's perfect. Fun. So I have a, a wand collection, so actually, right now. which is fun. Um, but so while we were there, they actually have on the walls explanations of the different kinds of wood mm. oh, fun. they have there. I find right? that all fascinating, yeah. And so I'm walking around, and I thought it was super cool, and I'm reading each one, and then all of a sudden I realize they don't have you. I'm like, what? So I go up, and i naturally inquisitive. I go and ask somebody, hey, why don't you guys have you and an explanation of what you does up here? And the lady looks at me and says, well, we're not affiliated with Pottermore. And I was like, what? How is you? Wait, how is that Universal? Because Pottermore. That has Pottermore, nothing to do with it. Well, I mean, but isn't Pottermore also like J.K. Rowling sanctioned? Yeah. It is, I mean, I, I guess they could, but my question was, is like, you doesn't have anything to do with Pottermore. No, it, I mean, it's a because wood. Because Voldemort's wand is a U wand. Yeah, right, but right, right. But they're completely ignoring, you know, that entire class of, of one there. So okay. it was funny, so I brought it up to them. But it was just kind of a nerdy moment where I'm like, because I, when I You're took my Pottermore, <laughs> exactly, right? I want <laughs> the data out there. But when I took the, the quiz, mm -hmm. I found that I've got a U wand. That's what I would have been given. Oh. So I wanted to find a wand that was mine, mm -hmm. and they didn't even have that that wood in there at all, which I thought was really interesting. That is interesting. That you through. isn't made that's in fun. China. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what didn't they have too many use there as it is. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Too far. Um, on the uh, on the topic of um, J.K. Rowling sanctioned things, we do have the Wizards Unite game. That yes. is still, you know, kind of in its infancy. It's newer. Uh, they little just baby, little didn't, baby game. <laughs> didn't they just finish their their second yeah uh, uh, event? And I didn't the, do this one at all. I just couldn't get outside. I've just been busy with work and other stuff. Well, they finished it, but then it popped back up again, which I thought was strange. They're like, "Oh, it's going on for another week." When I already finished most of it, except you never saw the golden snitch pop up. I only saw the two. I saw Hedwig and I saw the. Um, the Harry Potter being fought by a Dementor. But now they brought it back for another week, 
and they have the Golden Snitch out, which is only out for another couple days, but it's still going on. The event is still oh, going. Wait, wait. So in the first huh. event that they did, yes. uh, there were two fragments or foundables or whatever that you could find out in the wild. There was there were two that you could get from doing the challenge, the objectives or whatever, right? And then there was one that you could get in the wizard tower, mm. and one that you could get from port keys. So it was just like spread out all over the place. I wonder if the snitch was part of one of those things. I think the snitch was supposed to be more prevalent, but it, as they start making the game better and make improvements, they realize, oh, the snitch didn't pop up as much as it should have. That's what it kind of sounded like to huh. me. Like That's it was a bug, was, yeah. and they're like, oh wait, let's give them most people week. didn't get it. So yeah. let's let's give them another it. week with mostly. The golden snitch. Yeah, right. Nice. Well, I think we I think I want to wrap up the episode with a really quick overview of Wizards Unite. We had one of our friends on Instagram message us and say, Hey, I played Pokemon Go, I love it. I don't know why I would want to love uh Wizards Unite. Mm. So quick rundown is that they're very comparable games. I mean, yes. more or less it's a reskin of Pokemon Go. Right. All of the stops in Pokemon Go are now the the inns and the greenhouses and the wizard towers in Wizards Unite. So it's the same layout. But not all uh, not all Pokemon gyms are wizard towers. Right, because there are stops right. and gyms they in Pokemon Go. They seriously decrease the amount of wizard towers that there are. Yeah. Which I find a little disappointing. Yeah. That's, that's one of the drawbacks. They're a little bit harder I find, to find. I, Everything else I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go out into the world and you encounter these foundables is what, or whatever they're called. Confoundables. Confoundables, yes. Honestly, I find the dialogue in the game to be really convoluted yeah a little bit it's really kind of muddy there was some event that sent magic from all across the timeline here you know what i mean it was like this whole timeline anything from this timeline can be sent here because of this big magical event we call it the calamity right right something interesting with that though Mm -hmm. what they explain later on in the game as you go through it is that the user that 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 memory is associated with loses that memory until the confoundable is returned. So Harry lost the memory of Hedwig until Hedwig was returned to him, mm-hmm. and that confoundable was returned. They said that in some of the speech text uh, during the game that they lost that memory until it was returned. I thought that was rather interesting. That's why you can have historic items that are out in the world. Right. It's because it's their memories that are spread out. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. Interesting. So you can brew potions. You can go to wizard towers that are basically like raids. You can... Uh, grow stuff in greenhouses i think it has a lot more features than pokemon go and there's a lot more to do that doesn't necessarily require uh spell energy which is you know your pokeballs your, your pokeball equivalency yeah but you run out of those so much faster than you, you do pokeballs because every time so yeah. much faster yeah so anyway uh i really like wizards unite uh i thought that it had a lot more at launch than pokemon even has now oh, for oh, sure. the servers haven't crashed once right so and it's been you. it's been really really great so <laughs> all right guys uh your favorite harry potter stuff let us know uh don't forget you can find us on twitter you can find the podcast anywhere that you can find podcasts spotify apple Podcasts, google whatever they've got we're all um, up in the heezy yeah we're Pretty based at, off of anchor so we upload all of our stuff to anchor and it puts all of it out on the other platforms you can also find the web show uh, on our community channel on youtube it's just called the hometown heroes and uh the hero hour is the name of the web show so thank you guys so much for joining us tonight we had a lot of fun talking about harry potter we'll definitely do another one of these probably more focused this was just a broad stroke brush because of harry potter's birthday today you're a wizard (laughs) but thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time all right see you guys